Hey, Tammy, it's Logan from the Life of Logan podcast. I recently found your podcast and I just finished listening to, listening to episode 33, uh, what you could do if you weren't afraid. And I totally agree with what you were saying about relationships and how it's a group effort. It's a group effort when the relationship succeeds and it's also a group effort when it fails. And I know I've been a victim of that before with every time a relationship went wrong in my life, I would blame the other person. I would blame my upbringing. And it wasn't until I got older and, you know, got a little bit more maturity about myself. I was able to look in the mirror and accept that I had a larger hand in it than I wanted to admit. Um, but great podcast. I'll keep listening and I'm coming up on my minute mark. So talk to you soon. Bye. everybody. I am your hostess with Mostess, Coach Kelly Tammy out here in beautiful San Diego, California. This is my live broadcast for Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. I just want to welcome you on. Thank you so much for joining me on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. Uh, it is a little overcast and cloudy, a little chilly. I'm wearing my hoodie today, so that's interesting. Um, you know, whether they say uh, May gray and June gloom for California. So I'm still getting used to it. It's like uh, 18 months since I've been here. So uh, this is week number 35 of my podcast. I am so super excited about this. If you want to catch the audio version, it will be up later on this evening. I am on where all major podcasts are heard. Uh, Apple, I, uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, PodCoin, if you want to get paid to listen to me, yeah, every week you can do that as well. Uh, so I'm on all of those, Stitcher, um, TuneIn Radio, so you can catch me on all of those. Uh, so what I wanted to talk to you guys about first this week, number one, like, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all of you that listen in each and every week. We hit 4,000 listeners uh, this week, and I am just like over the moon, excited, oh my God, <laughs> and I have so much stuff going on. So for those of you that listen regularly, I am an author, life coach, uh, public speaker, personal trainer, mom, Gigi, aka grandma of three kids and, you know, a, a friend and uh, of some amazing, amazing women, a daughter, a sister, an auntie, you know, all of those great things. But, you know, my, my very first book ever is coming out on July 4th. Yay. It is called Dear Victim. It's time for us to break up now. And I'm going through this whole, you know, it, if you've listened to any of my regular podcasts, or if this is your first one, then you know you're going to get caught up today. But I have been sharing my whole self-publishing journey with everybody on my podcast. You know, this is where I'm at. This is the writing spot. This is you know going through editing. This is you know the proofreading. This is you know I, I for the last month and a half, or actually two months now, I have been traveling up to Rancho Cucamonga and hiking Cucamonga Peak. So if you guys don't know what Cucamonga Peak is, I will drop the link down in the show notes. But Cucamonga Peak is this mountain here in California. At the top of the mountain is 8859 on the peak, 8,859 feet up at the peak. 
this mountain was way bigger than any mountain I have ever been on in my life. The highest mountain I've ever been on was the mountain that uh, out in Norway, when I went to scatter my mom's ashes, we were about 36 ish, 3,700 feet up in the air. And that was just a little bit higher than um, the mountain that I was on when uh, me, my uh, friend Becky and my, my friend Sean went and did the Asheville race uh, in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. And I think the highest part we went up to up that mountain was like 3,400 feet. Now I know the mountains go much higher than that there, but the way they had the race set up, we went 3,400 feet ish. So, and when I scattered my mom's ashes, we rode the tram up. We didn't hike up that mountain. So it was very different. You know, we were just up there, elevations there, cool. Hey, whatever. So Cucamonga Peak starts at like 4,200 feet and the Ice House Canyon Trail. By the time you get to the saddle, which is where five different trails branch off, it's 7,600 feet. So you've got five miles to gradually get used to that elevation gain. So you got 3,400 foot elevation gain in that. Well, when you leave the saddle and you hike up to the peak, you've got three miles to do 1,200 foot elevation. So the elevation gain is like a 15% grade and is very taxing on you. Uh, now, I have Avocare products. I use O2 Gold. And so it did tremendous work with me. I had just a little bit of problems with the breathing, but it wasn't like terrible. So I made it fine. But what was great for me um, was this last time. So I took my photographer with him, Miss Karina. Hey, Karina. Uh, she was not 100% ready to do this hike. She needed to lose about 20 pounds. She hadn't hiked in about three, four years and she's never done a hike this big. So I already knew that we were going to have to go slower than, than what I had anticipated going. And I knew that there was a possibility I was going to have to leave her somewhere and I was going to have to go take this picture on my own and then come back and pick her up and get off the mountain. But man, I'm so proud of her, man. She made it. She made it all the way to the top and we took our pictures and she did amazing. So after I did that hike and I did the pictures and everything. When I turned my photo over to my graphic arts designer and one of my clients, Kathy Morrison, who is also one of my personal training clients, she is a photographer and she also um, was doing some editing on the photo to see if we can like get that that perfect pop with the photo and kind of clean it up a little bit and, and all that kind of good stuff. So when I talked to my graphic arts designer, he was like, hey, I'll have you the first draft by this afternoon or first thing tomorrow. Dude, I just broke down and like I like I teared up like I like I was on the verge of ugly crying. Like you guys don't understand. Like I started writing this book back in 2013 and I was really, it might have might even been 2012, but I want to say it was 2013, right before my mom passed away. And then like when I started writing it, I was just so hurt. I, I had not healed as much from all the hurt of my sharing my story is what I thought I had. And then my mom passed away. There was no hope of writing after that. I was just completely a basket case for almost a year. Um, just roller coaster with my emotions up and down, up and down. You know, mom, I love you. Mom, I miss you. Mom, I'm mad at you. You know, all of those host of emotions that you go through when you lose somebody. And I went through gaining weight. Like I was 146 pounds. The the last time that I saw my mom, which was the week before she passed, it was the Thanksgiving of uh, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving in 2013. She passed away. We had to take her off life support on Tuesday, which was December 4th. And she took her last breath at 845 that morning at UAB Hospital there in Birmingham. And so from that day, I was 146 pounds. By January 2nd, I weighed 169 pounds. 
I was a chunky monkey. <laughs> so, you know, I, and I had to go through losing all that weight and I was studying to get my national, uh, national certification exam for, as a personal trainer. This was before I was a life coach. So before I ever really even considered being a life coach, uh, if you'd have asked me 10 years ago, if the path that I'm on was the path that I expected to be on or was on a goal list or something like that, I would have laughed at you hysterically if you'd have told me that I was going to be fixing to be a published author, best-selling author, life coach, public speaker, personal trainer. Uh, I was a former Spartan coach, a sports nutrition specialist. You know what I mean? Like all of these amazing things. If you'd have told me that I was going to sell everything I own in Atlanta, Georgia, and move my happy ass across the country to, to Southern California, to San Diego, not knowing a soul. I had no job. I had no car. Well, I had a car. I didn't have a job. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have anywhere to live. And I had less than $700 in my bank account. And I was just like, I got a vision in the shower during a meditation. It said, get there and I'll show you further. And I saw a sign that said San Diego. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm moving. So that's what I did. And it was great. Oh my God. It was like so freaking awesome. That's what this, this, this podcast is about. It's about like, there's no magic pill. You know what I mean? Like I didn't wake up one day and decide, oh, I, I'm going to be awesome. I'm going to create this amazing, like, I I just have this awesome life and everything is going to be hunky-dory and everything's super simple and everything's easy. And, you know, everything just comes to me magically. Absolutely not at all. Not even close to that. So, you know, for those of you here on YouTube that may not have been listening to my podcast, you know, like I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, you know, I, and I've shared that on one of my other live broadcasts and I went through that. So if you want to scroll back and, and go to that, it'll, it'll share that whole story. But, you know, I was sexually abused by my, by my mother and my biological father at the age of two and a half, uh, that went on till I was almost seven, you know, and then teenage rape by my stepdad, who I really considered a father. He was the only father figure that I had that actually loved me or I felt like loved me for me. And then he did that, you know what I mean? So it was, it was a, a very big deal to me. Um, and I was very hurt. And so like my trust level in people was very much hindered at that point in time, very much hindered. Like I couldn't trust my mom. Uh, my mom was, has, always or was always a drug addict. My, my biological father made her a drug addict. He was very abusive to her. All the men that she was with, she was married six times. All of the men that was in her life was very abusive. I had no conception of what love really was. I had no conception that women could be trustworthy. And every adult male in my life the only way they showed me love was through sex. So I had no conception of what real love was. I had no conception of how you were supposed to be treated. You know what I mean? So like that was my, my, the whole entire part of my first life, our first, first, my first life, first half of my life. I'm 51. I'll be 52 in September. <laughs> so, you know, like, like looking at all of that is, it's, I can look back now and I can see all the pieces coming together. But, you know, I went through this really, really dark depression in 2009. Like I had lost everything I own, lost the house, lost the, uh, lost the job, lost the car. Uh, I had moved in with my son and my daughter-in-law. I, I was facing, I could have been facing prison time because I trusted somebody that I shouldn't have trusted. And I cashed some checks that I didn't know were forged. They had me on camera cashing those checks and I could have, I could have went to jail, went to prison for 10 years. Um, 
And I'm very thankful that I didn't. I'm very thankful that I cooperated with the way that I was supposed to. And the judge saw my heart and she saw that I could do, you know, that I did everything I was supposed to. In her words, you know, the justice system failed me because they had me. It was a slam dunk. They didn't have to do any other work, which to me is wrong. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I chose to cash those checks. That was I have to own that. And um, so now I have a felony on my record because of that. And I share that. I'm very candid about that in my in my book that's coming out, as I said. And me becoming a, a personal trainer was a result of coming out of my depression. Like I had a very dear friend. His name's Jason. He called me the day that I almost took a whole bottle of sleeping pills and he talked me out of something. He had no idea how bad that day was about to be. And it was very, um, it was a wake up call. It was very much a wake up call for me. Like, hey, you need to get your shit together. Like you may not get a phone call a second time. That let me know that I had a bigger purpose on this earth, even though I had no idea what purpose was. I had no idea what I what I was supposed to do. I just knew that I wanted a better life. And I knew that if I didn't do something to change, that I would die. That was a very real thought in my head. And I know there are so many people um, that suffer in silence with those thoughts. They are afraid to tell somebody that they're having those thoughts. They're afraid to tell somebody, you know, like, I don't feel good. Something is off. Like I'm always sad. I'm always hurting it. I need a break. Like I need some, I need somebody to talk to. I need somebody to tell me it's going to be okay. I need somebody to help me untangle these fucked up thoughts that's in my head because this isn't me. Sometimes it's a chemical imbalance. Sometimes it's a thought imbalance. What do I mean by thought imbalance? We have so many negative thoughts running through our head that they're just continuous over and over and over and over again. Well, you know what, folks? Your subconscious does not know the difference between a truth and a lie. Your subconscious knows what you tell it, period. It knows what you tell it and everything you tell it is truth. So like, Everything that you listen to goes into your subconscious and your subconscious says, okay, that's the truth. Everything that you read, your subconscious goes into your subconscious and it's the truth. Everything that you watch on TV goes into your subconscious and your subconscious is like, okay, that's the truth. Everything that you hear from your friends, all of those words, all that negativity, all that bullshit going on goes into your subconscious and that's a truth. So now your subconscious has this negativity, has this fear-based stuff, has all of this anger being spewed at you because if you're listening to angry music, guess what? It's anger going inside. You, my dear friends, are the ones that are in control of the input that goes into your mind. You are in control of the input that goes into your mind. Everything you see, everything you hear, everything you touch, everything you participate in, everything you listen to, all of that is controlled by you. If your friends are being negative and they're being abusive, well, you know what? They're not your friends. They're not your friends. You will be the sum, the sum total of your five closest friends. And like every guru on the face of the planet tells you that you need to cultivate a circle of influence. And that's I, that's the words I choose because the people I used to hang out with, you know what we did? We got drunk and we got high. 
every weekend. We started on Thursday night. I would get up, go to work on Friday. And then Saturday, Sunday, I would stay drunk and high until I passed out on Sunday. And I get up and go to work on Monday and I was functional. And I didn't think there was a problem with that. I didn't think there was a problem with living paycheck to paycheck. I didn't think there was a problem with all the drugs I was taking. I didn't think there was a problem with all the alcohol I was drinking. That was my normal because you know what? That's what my friends did. And you know what? The people that I used to hang around with, they doing the same shit that they were doing 10 years ago. I can't do that. When I go back home, when I go back to Birmingham, you know who I hang out with? My family. I hang out with my kids. I hang out with my grandkids. I hang out with my brother and my nephews. I hang out with my best friend, Michelle, or my friend, Janet. You know what I mean? I hang out with um, my daughter and, and her boyfriend. Like I, I have a very close, tight-knit group of folks that I hang out with, and that's it. You know what I mean? My friend, Brooke, and, you know, we, we might go out and shoot some pool or something like that, but I don't I don't entertain the same circles that I entertained back then, like because I didn't know what a goal was. We weren't taught goals in school. I didn't know how to dream. Our dreams were squashed when we were kids. Like I came from the wrong side of the tracks. Who am I to dream big? You know what I mean? Like who am I to dream big? And and I'm bringing it up in that manner because I saw an Instagram post, and that's the 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 title of this is "There's No Magic Pill." Because I, I have people's like, you know, like, how did you, how did you do what you did? Like, how did you come out of the negativity? How did you come out of the depression? Because I never went to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I never took antidepressants. I never, I never did the, the usual things that you do to come out of depression. But if that's your path, then that's your path. I would, I would, I would really, really, really encourage you to seek a natural path, um, psychotherapist or psychologist or psychologist or whatever that doesn't prescribe medication that has a different avenue see a life coach you know what i mean you know try to find a way to not take the drugs there's a lot of reports out scientific fact that those uh, psychosomatic drugs that they give you that are antidepressants they change the chemical balance in your brain and it's not solving the problem it's putting a band-aid on a bullet hole so you will forever be on those antidepressants because they can't take you off of them. So what that also does is it numbs you to the emotions that you've got going on. Like, so there was a study, not a study, there was a special report done on Fox, I want to say it was, where they studied all of the mass shootings, school shootings. I want to say there's been 12 so far, 12 mass shootings, school shootings. Nine of those, including Columbine, the shooter had been on or was on antidepressants or they were detoxing off the antidepressants. That is extra. That's that's astronomical facts, man. Like, so. I don't have a medical degree. I can't answer those questions, but I do know that it is possible to beat your depression by changing how you think, by changing your environment, by getting into personal development, by deciding that you want something different. And it doesn't matter that you don't know how to do it. You just got to figure out what works best for you. Do I have tools mapped out? Do I have a plan that's mapped out that I used? Absolutely. Was it easy? Absolutely fucking not. Did it take time? 
Absolutely. Was it worth it? Yes. Was it hard? Yes. Were there days that I cried and I wanted to give up? Yes. But I kept going because I had a bigger why. My, my, my why was I wanted my kids to be proud of me. My why was I wanted my grandchildren to be proud of me. My why was I, I wanted to show people that the person that they knew no longer existed. I wanted to learn how to love me again. And there was no magic pill for that. Like it took work. There's not, it's not, it's not a pill that you can take and say, okay, this is going to fix this. And like, and, and I'm, and I'm saying this for me, for me, antidepressants, that's a bandaid on a bullet hole. Okay. That's, something that masks your feelings if you're not doing something on the other side to fix what caused the feelings and the thoughts in the in the first place if you're not doing something to fix the triggers then there's no point in putting the band-aid on the bullet hole because like you're you're stuck do your research and figure it out you want a life coach reach out find one if it's not me i find one um, body code, emotion code, both of those are great because you have trapped emotions that's causing all of those feelings. You have um, psychic traumas that you're holding on to. And a psychic trauma is two trapped emotions in one energy sphere that is causing the, the negative thoughts over and over and over again and causing the responses to those and, and what goes on in your life. I say there's no magic pill, but there is a process. It's not magic. It's just a process. So like I said, I, I read this, this meme on, on Instagram and it says, what if it's like a dream and the purpose of it is to wake up, to wake up, uh, to wake up more of who you are, more of your full potential. Awareness is the alarm clock that wakes you up. You are here for a reason. And the moment that you find out why, is the moment you wake up. Think about that. What if it's like a dream? Your awareness is the alarm clock that wakes you up. You are here for a reason. And the moment that you find out why is the moment that you wake up. You're in charge of your awareness. You're in charge of how soon did you wake up or not. Becoming a personal trainer, I learned how to help people fix their bodies. We worked on their diets and how they ate and when they ate. We worked on their working out and how to get their heart rate up and how to be safe and how to have perfect form and do all that. But what I realized while I was personal training, and I've been a personal trainer for over seven years now, um, when I realized that, that I was doing more mental and emotional work with my clients than I was the physical work. And once we got over the hiccups in their emotional and their mental, and by me mental, their thought processes as to why they were doing what they were doing or why they weren't doing what they needed to be doing, we made tremendous strides in their physical because now we had their triggers. Why did you do this? Why do you think like that? Because women, we are emotional creatures. 
okay, we have all of these hormones and all of this stuff going on. And so, and, and then once you break that down and you figure that out, it's so much easier to get everything else to fall in place because now you see it coming. Now you see the the speed bump coming. Now you see the roadblock coming. Now you see the signs and things are starting to click and it's starting to make sense and you can make bigger strides on where it is that you want to go. In the process of doing all of that, I also was unaware that I was coaching, but I was coaching my best friend, Teresa, um, through a traumatic relationship. It was a very abusive relationship. And, you know, I just wanted to help her. And by helping her, I didn't focus on my problems anymore. I didn't focus on what it was that I needed, but I learned about me by helping her. And I had to learn how to walk my talk because I was telling her to do certain things. Well, if you're telling her to do this, who are you not to do this? And so I grew exponentially going through that whole entire process. So it wasn't a magic pill. It was, oh, Every day I would wake up a little different and every day I, I wanted to think better. Every day I, I wanted to get rid of the negativity. And if you look at my, you know, when I go back and I look at my Facebook memories, you know, from 2000 into 2008, 2009, when I, when I joined Facebook, I, I'm seeing all of this negativity, all this negativity, all this negativity. And then when I, I woke up from almost taking a whole bottle of sleeping pills, I got in the gym and I started working out. So every day I was posting about what I was eating. And every day I was posting out about my workouts. And every day I was posting about how I felt after my workouts. Every day I would post like, hey, I'm not feeling good. I'm going to go back to the gym. I'm going to get a second one in today. And then I was posting about, oh, my best friend Michelle's joining me. Oh, my roommate Laura's joining me. Now all three of us are working out and all of this stuff is going on. And, And then, you know, I went from 186 pounds down to 133 pounds. And the gym manager was like, holy shit. Like, are you, are you a personal trainer? I'm like, no, I'm just an athlete. I know what to do. Da, 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 da. Well, all these people had seen mine and my friend's transformation because three, between the three of us, we lost almost 150 pounds in just over three months. Um, and so it was, it was very transformational. And she was like, well, we have a built-in clientele. If you're interested, you know, you'd have to get certified. And my best friend, Michelle, God love her. I love her so much. We've been best friends since 1993. She was like, that you should do that. Like you were really good at this. That would be so perfect for you. And she bucket the water on that for me. And, it, and I was still in a very dark place. I was a 42-year-old stripper trying not to be homeless, man. Like I was living in my roommate's, uh, what was supposed to be a dining room. We just hung up a blanket and made it a bedroom. And, you know, it was hard. It was hard. Like when I, I moved out of Birmingham because I didn't want anybody to see what I was doing. I moved up to Huntsville. I didn't tell anybody my birth given name. Like my best friend, Teresa, I didn't know her real name. She didn't know my real name. And we didn't care to tell each other what it was. I don't know how many we became those friends. I got my head down and I saw a light off in the distance that said, you know, that's that's you being a personal trainer and you getting out of this life. Because I was drinking a lot. I was doing a lot of drugs because I needed to be numb to do that. I hated who I was. I couldn't look at me in the mirror. I, I like I couldn't say I love you, Tammy. I couldn't say I I I forgive you. I can't tell myself I was awesome. I couldn't tell myself was enough because I didn't feel any of those things. I didn't know what that shit meant. Did I feel it? Then, yeah, looking in the mirror, I look great. But on the inside, my soul was dark. So there was no magic pill. 
It was a process. It was a healing process. It was a soul healing process. And as I was going through that process, I kept growing and I kept getting stronger. And I started doing Facebook lives and the things that I was sharing, I was getting all of these inboxes. Like, Tammy, you've helped me so much with all your positivity. You've helped me so much with your Facebook lives. What you said resonated with me. It's so good. You, know, It's not good that you went through that, but it feels good to know that somebody else went through it and they made it to the other side. That gives me hope. So that's why I do what I do. And so Teresa's like, Tammy, like you really should look into being a life coach. People need you. What it is that you do, people need you. And, and so I started looking online and I found Best Life Creation Society and I joined and I, you know, I, I, I became a life coach and now I'm one of their master life coaches, which is awesome. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's amazing to see the amount of people that I've gotten to help in the lot of the, the amount of people that I've gotten to encourage. And, you know, this podcast came out of that. I, I got an inbox. And so Meg, I know you're going to be listening. Like, I don't know if you'll watch the live version, but you know, Hey, I love you. She lives here in California. And she, she said she was on one of my Facebook lives when I had just got done with my, my last hike, getting my book cover photo. And I was talking about how we ran out of wet wipes and we had to find another female on the trail and ask her if she had a couple of extra wet wipes so we didn't have to use leaves to wipe our, our butt cheeks when we have to go to the bathroom. Because I mean, we were, it was 17 and a half miles to, and back. And it took us from 7.20 in the morning until 8.10 at night to get back to my car. Like that was the whole entire trip. It was phenomenal. It was exhausting. My feet and my ankles wanted to like go on strike. Um, so she was on there and, you know, I didn't, didn't think anything about it. I have 5,000 people on my Facebook, on my Facebook um, page. And then, you know, my business page, I've got almost 1100 and I've got, you know, almost 2000 on my Instagram, on, on my personal Instagram and almost another thousand on my, on my business Instagram. So like, you know, she could have been any one of those people. And I think I got, you know, close to a thousand on my Twitter so, you know, she could have been any one of those people. And I like she was commenting. She was like, girl, we need to go hiking. Like, I'll bring the wet wipes. We're good. And so um, we weren't friends on Facebook. And I didn't know that. Like, she, my, my Facebook page is public. And so, you know, I was commenting. And she was, like, super awesome. So I'm, I'm going to read her message that she sent me in my in my. Um, in my Facebook. And like, I'm going to tell you, get the tissues because this made me cry. And this let me know that what it is that I'm doing um, is for a purpose. This let me know that every decision that I've made since I became, since I decided not to take that bottle of sleeping pills was for a purpose. That every decision that I've made since I became a personal trainer and made the decisions that I made to come out here and move to San Diego and, you know, to write my book and to share my story and to be candid and to be transparent and to be authentic and to always lead with love. And, and even though I give some tough love a lot of the times, man, like I will get all up in your grill when I get passionate on here and tell you guys, like, you need to get your head out of your ass and do X, Y, and Z. Like this, this isn't a game. Okay, this is life. Like we all have to have those moments in life where like 
It shakes you until you wake up. And I want to be your alarm clock. I want to wake you up. I want you to know that you can create whatever kind of fucking life it is that you want. And if you got people in your life that tell you that you can't, or who do you think you are for trying, tell them to fuck off and send them up to the nosebleed section where they belong because they're not your friend. If they're trying to hold you back and keep you from creating the life it is that you want and that you deserve and that you love and that you can't sleep at night because it's so amazing and they tell you that you can't and you're not worthy, they don't belong in your life. They are not your friend. They are semen around your feet and they will keep you living an ordinary, mundane, okay life. Is that what you want? Because that's not what I want for you. But it doesn't matter what I want for you. You got to make, you have to decide. You have to decide what's important to you. You have to decide what is, in, you have to decide what you want. And I think that's the, that's the part where people get hung up. They don't even know what they want because they've been told for so long, do X, Y, and Z, period. Just do X, Y, and Z. That's all you're allowed to do is X, Y, and Z. Women especially are told from a very young age, hey, when you grow up and get married, you can be happy. When you have kids, then you can be happy. Raise your kids to be good little humans. Let them graduate high school and then you can be happy. When they have grandkids, then you can be happy. When your husband gets his next promotion, you can be happy. Well, you're not told that you can have dreams. You're not told that you can... Uh, build a business. You're not told that you have a choice and being happy except pleasing everybody else. Well, I'm here to tell you, wake the fuck up. Happiness is a choice and you get to be happy at whatever it is that you want to be happy at. If somebody doesn't like it, they can kiss your lily white ass and have a nice day. How about that? Sorry, not sorry. So now that I'm off my little rampage, I mean, it, I'm just so passionate about, you know, and, and it's not just women, but like women is my target market. I'm a woman. I can only come from a woman's perspective. So I want you to understand that you have the ability to create whatever kind of life it is that you want. And nobody can tell you any different unless you give them permission. What you choose to allow, you give permission to exist and you have got to wake up. You have got to wake up and make a decision for you. Not because so-and-so said, oh, this is the best I can do. Not because your fifth grade teacher said, this is the best you're ever going to be. Not because your best friend is going to get her feelings hurt because now you've got dreams and she's got to look at her life and say, oh, well, what am I going to do? It's not that you're leaving her behind. She can make a decision to do whatever she wants to do with her life. But like, not everybody that comes into your life is going to be in your life forever. That I think that was one of the hardest things that I had to accept. I had some people in my life that I thought would always be in my life. I thought they would always be a part of my clique. Um, cliques ain't cool. Let me just tell you that. Cliques ain't cool. Masterminds are cool. People who are growing are cool. People who have dreams are cool. People who's going to tell you that you need to wake up and do something with your life are cool. Now, if you're okay with just having a mediocre life, if you're okay with the status quo and everything just being okay, if you're okay with the paycheck that they're giving you to forget your dreams and just existing in life, then that's okay. Nobody can tell you any different. And I'm going to applaud you for being okay. 
but don't complain that you're living paycheck to paycheck. Don't complain that you only get to go on vacation one one week out of the year. Don't complain that your car breaks down and you ain't got money in the bank. Don't complain that you hate your job. Don't complain that your friends always complain. Well, you know what? Birds of a feather flock together. You get to decide where it is that you go. And me being real, me being authentic, me helping to shake you like a glow stick until your light comes on. That's my passion, man. Like, I want you to have the most amazing life. Like, I love my life. Is it perfect by any stretch of imagination? Absolutely not. I still have so much growing to do because the dreams that I have are huge. <laughs> and am I mentally and emotionally at a level where I can handle those dreams? I'm damn sure going to try. And if I can't, if I don't have the answers, I know that I can figure it out or I can find somebody that can help me figure it out. And I'm growing every day. I'm learning every day. Like I don't go out and party at the bar. I don't um, go to the movies. I don't like, I'll go to the beach and hang out and meditate. And then I come home. Like, I don't, I don't do like, I've been in California and I don't go sightsee. Like I just, it, 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 it's not feeding my dreams. It's not feeding my goals. It's not feeding my bank account. If it's not doing one of those three things, if it's not feeding me in that way, it's not feeding my soul. It's not making me feel loved. It's not making me feel enough. It's not pouring gasoline on my fire to get me to that next step that it's not happening in my life. I don't even own a TV. I don't watch TV. I don't hardly even listen to the radio. I listen to podcasts because I'm constantly feeding my brain, my heart, my soul. That's what I do. Am I saying that you have to do that? Nope. You get to decide. You get to choose. So um, over the last couple of weeks, last two or three weeks, I have gotten some amazing inboxes from some of my fans that have listened to my podcast. So Meg is one of them. And, you know, I was talking about her before I got on my little soapbox. <laughs> and I like, I love her to death and I can't wait to actually go hiking with her. I have some, so Meg, I know you're listening. Uh, she actually binged listened to my podcast and it really tremendously helped her. So I'm, I'm going to read her, her email to me. It says, Hey Tammy, I wanted to thank you for your podcast. It has helped me in this very, very dark time in my life. My now ex-fiance randomly left one Sunday morning as I was headed to his house and moved to another country without warning or any contact with me. He took his biological son and my stepson with him and maxed out my credit cards and left me with his debt to pay for. Come to find out that I have even paid for my own engagement rings. He turned, uh, he returned some things that I purchased on my own credit card and he stole the money. He also has, uh, has been cheating on me for some time. Needless to say, it, it is drama and not how I imagined I would enter my 30th birthday this week. I randomly found your podcast one night as I drove home from work. Girl, your voice is a blessing and you have helped me face this situation head on and stand on my own two feet. From the reflection uh, from the reflection and the tools you have pushed me to do, I have come to realize that Andrew was an emotional and financial abuser and he had physically attempted to assault me once, but somehow I got myself out of the situation. I want other people to know that financial abuse is as bad as physical abuse and so is psych psychological abuse. He psychologically abused me and he used my past trauma as a way to manipulate me. Your pocket 
your podcast has literally saved me and helped me to not be ashamed of myself. I felt deep shame and embarrassment because of his actions. I work as an EMT and I am going for my paramedic license, but with him, I always I was always told how inferior I was to him and that I could not uh, manage this field. I am happy to report that in two months since all of this happened, I have two amazing jobs as an EMT, one in Carlsbad and one in the Laguna Beach, 911 calls and paramedics. I have the job that will send me to uh, to medic school and to help me pay for it. In addition, my own dog business is booming. And because I started to believe in myself every day and putting in the work that you have suggested, you are a gift, my friend. And I am forever grateful that I stumbled across your podcast. I know it was not truly a stumble, but rather God pushing me there. Thank you so much. Let it, let's go hiking soon and I'll bring the wipes. LOL. Have a beautiful day, Megan. Uh, every time I read that, I get choked up and I get teared up because I had, when I, I never had a vision of starting a podcast. I never had a thought of starting a podcast. It was just, it wasn't something that I thought about. I had people ask me like, what is your podcast? Like, I would love to listen to it because I always feel like I need a notebook and a pen when you're around. And I was like, I don't have a podcast. I don't. Like, I think I've listened to podcasts one or two times in my life. I didn't know how to start a podcast, if I could start a podcast, if I wanted to start a podcast, to be perfectly honest. But I woke up one morning and I was in the middle of doing a live podcast, kind of like this. And I was actually, I was being interviewed in it and um, I was hugging myself. And I woke up that morning. I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm starting a podcast. That was November 3rd, November 5th, my podcast officially launched and I had two episodes on my podcast at that point in time. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Chip Baker over at the Success Chronicles because he was a mentor in getting that done. I called him and uh, asked him, you know, hey, how do I do this? And uh, I have another friend, uh, Chinchilla, Chinchilla Q. He's got his own podcast. He does a lot of beats and a lot of music and uh, he does a weekly podcast out uh, at, oh, I can't remember the pier, Santa Monica Pier. He does a podcast at uh, Santa Monica Pier every week. And, uh, you know, between those two, they gave me a lot of really great information, a lot of awesome encouragement and said, go for it and you can do it. And, you know, I, my podcast grew really quickly and, you know, I always wanted to be able to have a broader crowd. I wanted to be able to reach more people. I knew that if I could get my voice out there and I could share my story, that it would help somebody, that it would resonate with somebody and it would give them just a, if it gave them just a little bit of hope, just a little bit of hope and they would take a step and do some, do one of the processes, do one of the things that I suggested that it would help them start healing from the inside out. Just take that step and have just a little bit of belief that on the other side, you're going to be okay. On the other side, you're going to be okay. It's going to, you're going to be better than okay. And everything is going to work out better than you could ever imagine. You just got to have just a little bit of hope and a little bit of belief. And you're there. And so to get that email from Meg, like I was full on ugly cry. <laughs> I, I teared up today, but when I first read it, it was full on ugly cry. And I reached out to her and we had this amazing conversation and, you know, she's just, she's just a blessing. And, um, I, I, I just love her so much and I'm, I'm so thankful. And I actually had another 
another one reached out to me uh, May 10th. It was from uh, Morgan and she's in the service and it was, it was kind of the, the same sentiments and I'm, I'm going to read her. She said, I just like to say, thank you. I found your podcast a few weeks ago while I was driving home to surprise my mom for Easter. Listening to your words opened my eyes to so much. I have recently been struggling with everything in life, especially with my relationship or might I say lack thereof and listening to you just made things so much clearer for me and helping me to attempt to get get back to a healthy state of mind. I cannot wait for your book to come out so I can get a copy. Like it's, it's messages like that, that lets me know that what I'm doing is right. It lets me know that when my book comes out and all of you get it, that it's going to help so many people get to the other side of their depression. It's going to get so many people to realize that the things that happened to them had nothing to do with them. It had everything to do with the other people. You know, like being a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and, and knowing that it was my mother and knowing that it was my biological father and I made it on the other side. Like I was able to forgive my mom. I was able to unforget, uh, unforgive. I was able to forgive the unforgivable and I have a relationship with her. I love my mom very much and I miss her so much. You know, I got my book cover photo the day after her birthday this year. She would have been 70 and it's just, my, my story came full circle with that. And it was so amazing. And I stood on that rock and I was like tears. Like I, it was, I had no words like, mom, we did it. Like, I love you and I miss you and thank you and happy birthday. You know, it, it, it was awesome. And, you know, today is June 2nd. My book comes out July 4th. So I have 32 days, man. And I will be a published author and God willing the universe. I've been speaking it into existence, best-selling author when this book comes out, man. And, um, I have another book that I'm, I've just started on and I, I'm excited about that one coming out because that's going to be a coaching book. It's called Don't Be a Glow Stick. Uh, stop letting people break you and shake you before your light comes on. I've already reserved the ISBN number for it and started writing on it. And um, I, I, I'm super excited uh, about that coming out just to help women grow, to help people grow and to empower women and give them the tools to create their life by design. Like I'm not special. I'm really, I'm, I'm not special. I'm just your every everyday average scared little girl from the wrong side of the tracks that had no idea how to change her life. I got in the gym and I started working out and then I started reading books. I started applying the things that I was learning. Like my son, Bradley, like I told him, I was like, I don't want to go backwards, man. I don't, I don't want to go back into those dark places. Can you recommend some books for me? And he recommended some books and it helped change my life. Like I would love to say that I dove into those books and I was all in and I did those processes and I was just like your good little, good little A plus student. No, I have asked those processes, man. And I still fucking changed my life. I've gone back to that same book. And I got it right here. Andy Andrews, Traveler's Gift, and Master in the Seven Decisions. Actually, he's got a new book coming out too. Actually, it might already be out. I pre-ordered it, so I'm waiting for it to get here. Um, but like I, I half-assed those those processes in there, and I changed my life. 
And then I, I started teaching out of that book and, and teaching other people how to do that. And I put my own twist on it and I added my life coaching skills to it. And so now I've developed a whole nother program called Life Awakening. That's why this podcast is named Life Awakening is I want to help you awaken your life. Like whatever that looks like, it's, it's spiritual, it's mental, it's emotional, it's physical, it's, it's all embodiment, man. Like letting go of your past and creating whatever kind of future it is that you want, but you get to decide. Other people don't get to tell you who you get to be. If you choose to allow that to happen, that's on you. It's not on anybody else. Like, do you know what you want? Have you thought about it? Really, have you thought about it? It's time to change. It's time to take your life back. It's time to stand up and take your life back. It's time to show the world who you are. It's time to shine and shine so bright that they can't ignore you. That's what you got to do. So with that being said, I love you guys to the moon and back. Uh, I appreciate you more than you can ever know. Like I said, my book is called Dear Victim. It's time for us to break up now. I'm going to be uh, sharing more details about that and uh, how you can get it. As I'm, I am self-publishing on Amazon, so it will be on Amazon or wherever online retailers can be uh, can be found. Uh, Dear victim, it's time for us to break up now. Uh, super excited! I will be putting up a pre-order link at probably in the next seven to ten days. You can guys can order it ahead of time. Uh, if this if this podcast touch your heart please 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 don't forget to hit the subscribe button and don't forget to hit the share button and share on all of your social media i would totally appreciate that from the bottom of my heart if you are listening to my podcast on apple podcast don't forget to uh, leave a rating and leave a comment so other people can find all of this awesomeness out as well and if you want to get paid to listen to my podcast uh, listen on you can download the app. It's on iOS and on Android. It's called PodCoin, P-O-D-C-O-I-N. And you can put in the code Life Awakening, and you'll get 300 extra PodCoin on me just for signing up. I appreciate you guys so much. I hope you have the most amazing week ever. And uh, oh, my best friend, Sean, today is his birthday. He is out in... I can't even say the name of the island. He's on some wonderful tropical island with his girlfriend. Uh, so I hope you have the most amazing birthday ever. Shout out to you, little homie, and we will talk soon, okay? Um, love you guys so much, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye now.